0: Let's do this. Hello, you guys. I am so excited to be here chatting with you today. And to be completely honest, I had no idea what I wanted to share about. I have two interviews coming up that I'm really excited about, but timing just didn't work out. I am heading out of town later today, and I always record my episodes on Wednesdays. They come out on Mondays, but I record them on Wednesdays, and it's Wednesday now. I'm leaving out of town later today, and I could not get the interviews that I wanted to work to work today before I had to go, and it was one of those, all right. It's time to figure out what it is that I'm supposed to share about. And I truly, I know I've said this a million times before, but I truly genuinely don't believe in coincidences. And so the fact that I had two different ideas for interviews, the fact that neither of them could work, and I literally woke up this morning still with no idea what I was going to share today. And I have a note in my phone with like literally probably over a hundred ideas by now of things I want to chat about, and I just kept getting this little feeling, go check, go check, go look, go see what stands out to you the most, and I did, finally, and it's actually a really, really perfect follow-up for what we chatted about last week, and I briefly mentioned the last week, like this will come at a later time, but Elila, my adventure girl, She fell and fractured her skull when when she was five months old. And today I want to chat all about the power of the two words, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And letting your kids hear that from you, letting your spouse hear that from you, and letting your kids hear that from each other. And I actually heard... I can't remember where it was. I went to school to be an early childhood educator and I taught kindergarten before I became a mom. I love little people. I love, love, love little people. And I remember hearing in my studies somewhere or maybe in one of my workplaces, I'm not sure, but I'm sorry is really, it doesn't mean anything to children, to little children. And what we should instead be teaching them is. How can I help you feel better? Because we teach these little kids like, say, I'm sorry, say, I'm sorry, say, I'm sorry. And they do, they, I'm sorry, right? But they don't, they don't really know what that means. They don't really know what that means. They're just like repeating parroting, right? Like they're being this little parrot. They're just saying what you're telling them to say so that they can move on with their lives and go back to playing or doing whatever it was that they were doing, right? But they don't genuinely feel sorry. Sorry. For what they did for the most part, right? And there is real power in teaching your children, your nieces and nephews, your whatever, instead of say, I'm sorry, teaching them to ask whoever it is that they hurt, how can I help you feel better? Or what can I do to make this right? or something along those lines. And it is so sweet to hear these little humans ask the person that they hurt, what can I do to help you feel better? And most of the time, the response is like, I want a hug or kiss it better, or I want a new XYZ, whatever they ripped or broke, or please help me build my tower again, if they helped you know, if they knock down their block tower or whatever it is, help me fix it, right? And it is so beautiful to see these little minds wrapping around the concept of not just saying the words, I'm sorry, and moving on with their lives, but truly stopping to reflect, to ask, what can I do to make this right? What can I do to help you feel better? And I was watching Home Alone. I, that's one of my very favorite Christmas time movies. And I did not ever think of that as a Christmas movie until I married my husband. Um, but there's a part in there where she is asking mostly herself because her eyes are kind of glazed over and whatever she, but she says, what kind of mother am I? That she, she left her son home And I can't remember, I think it's in the second one that she says that, Um, but regardless, she, she accidentally left her son at home and she feels terrible. Like the mom guilt behind that is like so, so real, right? And how often do we ask ourselves that question? When we act in a way that is contrary to the person we want to be, And whether it's out loud or in our brains, we say, what kind of mother am I? Why am I acting this way? Why did I speak to them like that? Why did I do X, Y, Z that I just did? Right? And we ask ourselves that question. And you guys, that is a really, really shaming question. We are a mother who makes mistakes and we're allowed to make mistakes we're allowed to give ourselves grace. We are allowed to learn from our mistakes, right? And we all make them. We all have those moments where we do not show up the way we wanted to in specific situations. And an example of that in my own personal life, I wanted to go to visit a temple in my area with my kids and a temple, for those of you who may not be familiar with what that is, it's, it's just a sacred place where you can go and visit. And it's a really beautiful environment and kids can't go inside. Um, you have to be 11 years of age or older to go inside and you have to meet with our ecclesiastical leader to get a recommend to be able to go inside, just you know, sharing that you believe in God, you have a testimony of him, you strive to keep the commandments and live your life worthy, stuff like that. That's that's the interview questions, um, st- stuff like that. But um, I just wanted to take them to the grounds and just walk around because even though they can't go inside, the spirit of God is very, very tangible there. And I like to take my kids there as often as I can so that we can have that spirit more abundant in our, in our lives. And there was a day that was not going the way I wanted it to in any way, shape or form. And I had told my kiddos that we were going to go to the temple and I can't really remember why, but it was just getting too late in the day. And the temple for us, is 45 minutes away. And that doesn't sound like that long, but when you have three kids who sometimes take naps, all three of them, and trying to keep all three of them awake for 45 minutes there and back, it's like a serious feat, okay? It really is. And I don't want them to sleep in the car because I want to come back in time for them to take a good nap because that's when I work is during their nap time, (laughs) right? So sometimes going is like a serious problem and a, a real challenge. Um, but there was a day that it was just getting too late in the day and everybody was falling apart. My husband wanted to come with us, but he wasn't able to because he got caught up at work and whatever. And so I told my son, my son is especially one of those kids who needs to know the plan. And he is very, very much a creature of habit, very much a creature of, you tell me what we're going to do beforehand so that I can prepare myself mentally and physically, and then we're going to do it. We're going to execute that plan. And if anything ever goes (laughs) different, he has come apart a little bit. And this day, I... I was in a mood. I was behind. I was frazzled. I was frustrated with myself that I was behind. I did want to go to the temple. It wasn't happening. It wasn't working out, all the things. And so I, I told my kids, we're not going to go today. We're going to go tomorrow instead. And then daddy can come with us. We can go earlier in the day and all the things, right? And my son fell apart. He was screaming and crying and freaking out because he wanted to go to the temple today. He did not want to wait till tomorrow. And we got into a little bit of a screaming match. And I'm not normally a screamer. I, I am not afraid to use a fierce voice and to let my kids know I mean business, but I'm not really a screamer. And it was like, oh my gosh, what is happening right now? Like those are the thoughts that are going through my head, but I like, for whatever reason, couldn't get control of myself and, and make it better and make it right. And so he was freaking out. I'm freaking out. And we were just so mean to each other and so mad at each other all about (laughs) going to the temple. Okay. And it was like, so it made me feel even worse that we're fighting so hard about going to the temple and it, it was just, it was just one of those days. And my memory is coming back to me a little bit cause this was several months ago, but I, I remember I was inside making lunches for my kids so that we could eat lunch at the temple. And while we were in there, I, while I was inside making lunches, my kids were outside just buckled so that they could be, they're there, they're already loaded. I'm going quick, whatever. We'll be back. I'll be right back with the lunches and we'll go. And my son doesn't know yet how to unbuckle himself from his car seat. And he peed in, in his car seat and I felt so bad, so bad. And I, it was just one of those, like, what kind of mother am I (laughs) moments? What kind of mother am I? I am totally failing. And now me and my son are screaming at each other and it's just great. Right. Um, and I remember walking away from the situation, we were both really upset, and I just had this this switch in my brain that was like, stop it and just tell them you're sorry. And so I knelt down because that's another thing that kindergarten really taught me in early childhood education is never talking down to your kiddos, getting on their level and getting down so that they can see you eye to eye. And so I did. I got down on his level and I told him, Holland, I am so sorry. I don't know why my brain is so upset right now, but I know that I should not be yelling at you like this. And I really, really feel bad that we can't go to the temple today. Will you please forgive me? for being late today. Will you please forgive me for not having you go potty before I made lunches? Will you please forgive me? And can we go to the temple tomorrow with daddy when we're all feeling a little happier? And it instantly changed everything. It changed everything. And he, yeah, mom, I can forgive you. I'm sorry too. And he gave me the biggest little bear hug and and then we went on our di- on on our way and it is amazing to me how quickly our children forgive us and i know this is something that monta and i talked about too on the strong moms episode but really truly they are so so quick to forgive and what a beautiful lesson we can learn from our children in being quick to forgive and being quick to let go of of pains and hurts and giving people the benefit of the doubt. And I'm pretty sure I shared this in the marriage episode, episode three, but one of my favorite things I've ever heard pieces of advice was this person loves me. They didn't mean to hurt me. And I try to think that every time I feel hurt By anyone, whether it's one of my children, by my spouse, by a sibling, by a parent, by a friend, by a XYZ fill in the blank, that person loves me and they didn't mean to hurt me. And if someone hurt me and they don't love me, like it's a stranger on social media or whatever, it really quickly puts into perspective, that person doesn't love me and they are trying to hurt me. So block. (laughs) you're not worth my time. But if, if they're my friend, if they're my family member, giving them the benefit of the doubt of this person loves me. They're not trying to hurt me. They're trying to teach me something or something's going on in their lives. That's making them feel inadequate. And it's coming off on me because I'm the closest person to them. But really, it's not a reflection of me. It's a reflection of their own hurt inside. And and that's exactly the case with this example with me and my son. I was hurting him. And it was not uh, anything he did wrong. It was a reflection of my own inadequacies. And he was so quick, so quick to forgive me. And... I want to be more like him. I want to be more like my kids. When other people tell me, I'm so sorry, I want to be immediately, it's okay, and give them a huge bear hug with no strings attached. Right? How beautiful and how freeing would that be if we lived our lives that way? When my daughter was five months old, I was eating lunch with my son. And she was in that phase where she had just started sitting in her bumbo and kind of getting wiggly and reachy and, and all the things. And I, this one day, of course, didn't buckle her in her bumbo. And she was up on the counter. We were living at my mother-in-law's house for three months while we were in the move transition, looking for a home and she slipped right out of her bumbo and landed on the hardwood floor with her head hitting first. And she was five and a half months old, you guys. And we ended up, her breath got knocked out of her um, and her All sorts, all sorts of emotions, right? I I googled the signs of a concussion. I I googled the signs of brain damage, and my mother in law wasn't home; she was running errands, and my husband was at work. But you guys, the immense feelings of mom guilt were just so, so strong, so hard. What if I had? What if I had buckled her? What if I had been sitting closer to her? What if I had put her bumbo on the floor? What if? What if this causes her to have brain damage and it's all my fault? What if she's never the same again? What if she is now mentally disabled because she fell off the counter at five and a half months old and she had the signs of, of a concussion or some sort of brain injury. And so I immediately took her to the pediatrician and the pediatrician immediately was like, no, you need to go to the ER. And so we did, we went to the ER, she got checked out, um, and their CT scan was being weird. And so she got a CT scan, um, but they didn't get the results back quickly. And it I guess the machine was down or something. And I, I don't know what happened. Um, but they sent us home, they discharged us. And, um, And then we were home. Everybody's okay. Everybody's safe. We're fine. And they called me back about an hour after we got home. And um, actually, she's not fine we just got the results of her CT scan. She needs to come back. She has a fractured skull. Please come back. Please don't sue us. <laughs> I mean, they didn't use those words, but when we came back, oh my gosh, you would have thought we were royalty. They were like meeting us outside and being so kind and so good with us and all the things. And I like, they had me sign waivers and I could tell like, you, you just don't want me to sue you. I'm not going to sue you. I'm not that person. Um, But We all make mistakes. I'm giving you grace. (laughs) It's okay. Right. But we ended up having to stay the night um, in the hospital and she was being poked and prodded at all hours of the night. And of course, she was like a week away from six months old. And if she had been six months old, it's one of those things that would heal on its own. Um, But if she had been six months old, they would have sent us home and Yep. Just, it'll heal. Just don't put any elastic hair bows on her for a couple months, um, so that it can heal adequately. Um, but yep, just take care of her whatever, all the things. And, um, but because she was a week shy of six months old, we needed to stay overnight. And I just remember my love for this little girl just grew immensely because, of how strong she was at five and a half months old and just being so, so tough at the hospital. And she has always just been my tough, tough girl. She really is just so fierce and resilient and she's tiny, tiny, tiny. She has a lot of um, stomach issues. And there was honestly a period of my life where I didn't recognize how much mom guilt I was carrying around with her specifically. She, she was my girl that I, I worked out very regularly with her when I was pregnant. Um, and I had a pre-workout and I didn't do enough research about how many milligrams of caffeine was safe when I was pregnant. I probably taught live fitness classes a little bit too long. And I totally blamed myself, totally blamed myself for her, issues. And she had low fluids. Um, During my pregnancy, I had to go in for almost weekly monitoring to make sure that my fluids were at a safe level. There was a lot of concern about whether or not I'd be able to carry her full term. And spoiler alert, I carried her to 41 weeks. (laughs) She was fine. She was totally fine. But um, I had a lot of guilt around my pregnancy with her, my low fluids with her, and then when she was born, she couldn't gain weight. She has even still to this day, she has tummy issues where she can't poop regularly. I couldn't nurse her exclusively. Uh, I was able to nurse my son exclusively. I was able. I've been able to nurse Ellie exclusively, but I was unable to nurse Elila exclusively. And of course, she's my girl who fell off the counter and fractured her skull. And so I just realized it was only a few months ago that I realized that I had so much mom guilt wrapped around her specifically. You messed up in, her pregnancy, in your pregnancy with her. So she has all this tummy issues because you were working out too hard when you were pregnant with her. And so she didn't develop in utero correctly. It's your fault, okay? This is what was going on in my head okay? (laughs) You messed up. Your milk was insufficient, and she couldn't nurse exclusively, and you are a bad mom, right? You weren't paying attention to her close enough. Now she's fallen off the counter, and she fractured her skull, and I had so much mom guilt wrapped up around her specifically, and it wasn't until I read a book called Captivating um that's i i know i've referenced it before there's a a book for boys about understanding boys called wild at heart and then there's a book about understanding yourself as a woman and your daughters called captivating both life changing books i cannot suggest them enough especially if you're a christian person but um she was sharing her relationship with her mother in this book and she talked about how she just never felt like she was good enough for her mom and for whatever reason when i heard that i i was able to fast forward a little bit with my relationship with Alila and visualizing it and recognizing that i needed to forgive myself i needed to forgive myself for the things that i may or may not have had any Control over, and I just needed to give myself grace. And if I didn't, I was going to continue projecting my negative relationship with myself onto her unintentionally, not knowing that I was doing that. But listening to that book helped me realize how she might be seeing me. And I have guilt around her. I have guilt around my actions toward her, but it's not her fault. But if I don't forgive myself, is there this subconscious resentment that I have towards her because she reminds me of all the ways in which I'm inadequate, right? And that is ugly. That is, that's, that's long lasting. And it really helped me realize I have got to forgive myself. It is not my fault that she has tummy issues. And even if it is my fault, I can't go back and change anything, but I can go forward and change everything, right? How many times have I said that quote before? I can't go back and change it. I can't go back and change my pregnancy with her. I can't go back and change the fact that I didn't buckle her in her bumbo. I can't change the fact that she fell and that she fractured her skull. And yes, I have so much guilt wrapped around that. But I can forgive myself. I can give myself grace. And as I do that, As I have done that, my relationship with her has grown immensely. And I know she can feel it. She has become, she was totally a daddy's girl, totally a daddy's girl. And once I listened to that book, Captivating, and recognized how much my love for her and my validation of her, how much she will see me and be shaped by my love for her it has changed everything about our relationship and it has made me so much more intentional about telling her how much I love her and recognizing what her love languages are and snuggling her and giving her what she needs and validating her and giving her the quality quality time that she craves and deserves And forgiving myself for past hurts. It's so powerful. And it really can change everything. When we forgive ourselves. When we can forgive others. When we can lean into the power of, I'm sorry. When we can lean into the power of, I forgive you. When we can lean into the power of, What can I do to make this right And going forward and changing everything? It's truly amazing to me how I can feel God's hand in this podcast. There's so many times that I end a recording and I'm like, whoa, that is not what I planned on saying. That is not even close to where I thought the direction of that podcast would go. And this is totally one of those. And honestly, it's been good for me to talk this out. And I hope it's been good for you. Forgive yourself. Forgive others. Say I'm sorry. Ask how you can make things right. And go forward from this place, striving to make every day, a little better than it was before because you can't go back and change anything, but you can go forward and change everything. I love you, my friends. I'll see you next week. All right, you guys, that's it. Thank you for sticking around. If this message spoke to you today, please feel free to share it with someone you love. It would mean the world to me if you would leave this podcast a quick review from wherever you're listening from so that other mamas can find it too. Be sure to find me on Instagram so that we can be friends in real life. You can find me at Bryn Wise. Thank you for making the choice to become a mom. Thank you for loving your kids remember that you are doing better than you think you are remember to lean on your village remember the biggest contribution you make in this world might not be something you do but someone you raise and always remember to give yourself grace